0: Sorry, there was a little problem this week with corrupted files and computers crashing and all that, so we did lose the Pat Shaw um, recording in which we go over all the stage finishes and the stages themselves as well. Uh, so I'm going to make it fast and dirty at the start and just give you a quick run through of the Jaco Herald Sun. Tour and its stages. Um, okay, it starts off with the prologue, which is 2.1 kilometres, generally won by the fast man. In the past two years, it's won by Will Clark, who will not be present on the start line. Uh, stage two, well, stage one, rather, which comes after the prologue, is uh, up to Falls Creek and is likely to be the decisive stage of the tour. It finishes on the 29 kilometre climb of Falls Creek and also goes on over Tawonga Gap beforehand, which is a pretty, pretty tough Pretty rough um, climb there. I mean, we've seen stages of the Tour of Bright finish there, for instance, and they often split up the field quite a bit. Um, the second road stage is into Beechworth and has a nasty sort of ramp up into the final 10 kilometres there. And once they reach the top of that of that ramp, it's pretty much a plateau through to Beechworth. So that could be the launching pad for opportunists or maybe a reduced bunch kick. Uh, the third road stage is from Benalla to Mitchelton Winery, and that is pretty much a nailed-on sprint. Um, fourth stage is 121 kilometres uh, from King Lake to King Lake, and it's four circuits of that King Lake area. Um, apparently it's not the normal KOM that many Melbourne riders would be familiar with, so it might be a bit different from what you necessarily be expecting, but it's a it's some tough climbing around there and should see some interesting racing but it does look like that Falls Creek stage will be the decisive one for GC. So, anyway, I'll get out of the way, and you can enjoy the rest of the podcast, which is myself chatting with Marcus Cooley. Okay, we are back, and joining us now is Marcus Cooley of power Powerstream. Um, Marcus, you won't be racing there, Harold sun tour unfortunately um but you know maybe next who knows um how you doing at the moment
1: yeah not too bad um yeah not this year maybe in the future but um yeah keen to see how they go um how the race goes it uh sh- looks like it's shaping up to be a pretty good edition of the race longer stages uh, a lot more pro conti teams so um yeah keen to see how it goes
0: yeah we well, be interested to see how the action goes because as you say um it's a, there's a lot more variables than the two Down and Under and there are a lot more teams who are looking to, you know, make their mark on a race and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, we, we did the stage previews with Pat Shaw, um, but just overall, how do you see the race going? Do you see it as, um, that stage two is going to pretty much decide the GC or is it still going to be close enough that afterwards we'll see some move, movement afterwards?
1: I'm thinking thinking it's going to be more or less decided after the Falls Creek stage, uh, but there could be a bit of a shake-up and it'll probably be a more interesting fight for the stage win on uh, the final stage with the laps of King Lake. Um, I think what I'll probably enjoy more about following this race is there's going to be a lot more disparity in the the standard of rider. Um, We saw at Cadell's this year with a a much larger group going to the line that uh, if you put a a full world tour field there. It's not going to split up as much. There's going to be more guys that can hang on. So I think you can expect to see the race blowing apart a lot more, especially with the longer stages, harder terrain. And um, so it's going to be uh, more of a, more of a fight, I think, which will be um, a lot more interesting.
0: Yeah. I tend to agree. There. Um, I think that sky and Oracle are probably going to try and um, stamp their dominance on the race on that second, on that second stage there. Well, well, really the first stage after the prologue, um, the stage up to Falls Creek, and I think they'll drive it up over Tonga, to try and get the numbers down, and then continue driving from the bottoms of Falls Creek climb to make sure that it is just those elite climbers really slogging it out. Um, which brings us to discussion. Do, do Are there any elite climbers who can stick with Froome and Chavez?
1: Uh, probably, probably not, no. I... Um, I think uh, only maybe Ben Diable on the, on a good day is going to be able to to hang with him. Um, he's going to be the main one. Um, there's a couple of the younger guys from uh, the Australian national team which uh, might be able to follow for a while as well. But uh, both of those two riders look like they're riding well at Cadell's. So um, and um, and uh, in Chavez's case, he was uh, at the pointy end uh, of the Tour Down Under, so they've obviously got a bit of a decent. Early, uh, some decent early season form, but yeah, I'm not sure there's going to be many following.
0: Yeah. Um, you've mentioned some of those young guys and to be honest, I, I think the um, quarter Mentha real estate team, um, which is this form of the Australian national team. Um, yeah. Has arguably one of the strongest teams in the field, which is unusual to say, um, but you've got names like Cameron Meyer, obviously very good at Cadell's um, Nathan Earle, who was great at uh, TDU and at the Nationals as well Lucas Hamilton obviously Classy climber same can be said for Joe Hindley uh, Sam Jenner Obviously under 23 national champion Winner Angus Lyons who was great during That uh, during that un- Under 23 race and he's been A very strong climber and time trials For quite a while and Michael Storer Whose results have just been through the roof recently um, There's not really a Weak link in there and they're all very All, all very capable climbers aren't they
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, you can almost call that team a uh, Mitchelton-Scott because it's more or less the Orica development team that they're going to announce after the race is over. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, there's not too much of a weak link there. I think uh, definitely you'll see um, Hindley, Hamilton and Stora hanging around for a lot of the, a lot of the climb up to, to Falls. Uh, Nathan Ells also showed he's in a brilliant form as well. Um, I'm not sure. If Cam will be uh, targeting that stage, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, gives a bit of time and looks to go up the road a bit later in the, the race. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I agree. There, um, I'm thinking either the stage to Beechworth or the or the final stage on King Lake look really up Cam Myers' alley, and especially if if as he said if he's lost a bit of time. Um, we did see last year though that Sky were intent on pretty on winning pretty much everything. So. It might be tough for the breakaways to work. Um, Who else we got in terms of breakaways? Of course, we've got Ben Hill, the um, the perennial breakaway candidate, and he did a great job last year to win the sprinter's jersey um, despite not contesting a single final sprint. I think he was in three of the four um, on three of the four road stages. He was in the break, so it'll be yeah very interesting to see how he if he takes similar tactics in here. who who else are we going to see populating those breaks? Basically, whoever can make it,
1: uh, the pro continental teams that uh, I think are going to be looking to have uh, guys up the road. I mean, Rompot, Gazprom, United Healthcare, Aqua Blue—they're all they're all very strong teams, and um, they they none of them really have someone uh, who's going to be able to follow up the big hills. Um, uh, Jonathan Clark goes all right on his day, but um, I'm sure they'll be looking to get. Um, tension in the brakes and see if they can uh, hang away to the to the finish. Uh JLT Condors another team which um stacked this year. They've got probably the strongest uh, domestic British British team that uh the UK has ever seen and um I'll be very interested to see how um Ian Bibby goes as well.
0: Yeah, well he was very impressive down at um the Bay Crits, wasn't he? So it'll be interesting to see it, as you say. Um they were doing great over in New Zealand Cycle Classic, particularly on the sprint stages with Alex Frame um getting up for a few wins to hit there and Brenton Jones will be presumably their sprinter of choice. And I'd I'd, I'd say he's gonna be very hard to beat. He's gonna be in one of the few situations where he's got the best lead out in in the race. And
1: well, I'd, I'd say, I'd say uh... going up against
0: Ice Away will be close.
1: I would arguably say United Healthcare have the, the strongest lead out. They've got um, Adrian Hegevy, uh Greg Henderson, and then Trovey McCabe for the sprint. Um, that's going to be, I'm going I'm to tip that as the strongest lead out. Um, but yeah, Brenton Jones will be up there. I don't think, he, again, he's going to be the quickest. Kerrison, um, uh, Frame, and uh, McCabe are definitely going to give you a run for his money.
0: Yeah, well, they'll be interesting on probably the one stage, which is a nailed on sprint stage. Um, I'm not sure the Beachworth stage will end in a sprint just because there are, are only a couple of teams who are interested in bringing it back for the sprint. And the GC teams shouldn't be policing it so much after that Falls Creek stage. So, I no, think I think we that... can,
1: mm. I think a reduced bunch kick will be. Um will be that will go there, and uh, maybe we'll see uh, McCabe or Giacoppo getting over that hill, or even Kerrison is dangerously skinny at the moment.
0: Yeah, and he can climb. Um, obviously, he's shown that on multiple occasions. Um, I don't know if he's ever climbed quite in this sort of calibre of field, um, if they go hard, but um, yeah, he'll be one to watch definitely. Um, Ollie Kent-Spark as well. He's another one who can climb a bit and get, get over and sprint a bit, but probably... Yeah.
1: Probably yeah. feed out class here in this field. Yeah, a bit out of his depth in uh, in this field, but um I'd expect him to be in the front group there yeah, for sure. Hmm.
0: Um unfortunately, uh well that brings us on to Drapek Pax Unfortunately, um at the moment Jesse Featenby is unable to join us with technical issues, but um hopefully we'll get him back on later on the podcast. Um ha- what what are his <laughs> what are his um options in the G C are we what are, we, what are you thinking there, Marcus?
1: Uh, well, I, I know Jesse pretty well, and I know he's been uh, building up to this race well, with a lot of focus. Um, he's going to be looking at, I think especially King Lake is what he's going to be looking towards, but he's definitely going to want to test himself up Falls Creek as well. I'm not sure if he'll be there on GC, um, but I think in terms of top placings on stages, I, I'll look out for him.
0: Mm, yeah, and he's he's certainly looking good at the moment. I was thinking that at Nationals, so hopefully he can do well. Um, looking at Sky, I mean, obviously they bossed the race last year with Chris Froome coming, and Chris Froome has won his first race of the season for the last three years running. Um, will it be the same again? I mean, um, they've got a good climbing squad here with uh, Kenny Ellison, who's absolutely flying at the moment, and uh, names, uh, names like Sebastian Hanau as well. But apart from that, probably not not too many climbers, more guys for the flat stages. Um can, Well, can look they,
1: it, yeah. Luke Rowe and Stannard, Danny Van Poppel will be able to ride the front all day with no help. Um, they're super strong riders. So uh, as soon as they put their climbers who they've got the other half of the team at the base of the hill, then yeah, they'll, they'll light it up. Um, probably are the strongest team in the race. Um, so it's hard to look past them.
0: Yeah. Um, Will Froome, will Froome be able to beat Chavez? I mean, we've seen Chavez, he's got a race in his legs already at the Tour Down Under, and he was very good there, came second. Um, And they've got a strong climbing squad there with Damien Housen, Robert Power, um, and Simon Gerrans, who's, you know, not really a climber, but um, was in good form for Cadell's coming second there. Um, can they spring a surprise? Well, surprise, you know, it's about equal money, I'd say. Um, can they I, don't, I don't think
1: so. I don't think so. Froome was uh, pulling some monster turns at the end of Cadell, so he's obviously hiding a bit of form. Um, yeah, I, I don't think uh, Chavez is um, is going to get him at this time of year. Um, we'll have to see, but um, my money is still going to be on Froome.
0: Yeah, um, it was notable when um, Kenny Alessand came in to replace Owen Dool at the TDU, he said... Um, he said that you know, it couldn't be harder than training with Chris Froome going to the TDU. So that gives you some uh, some clear identity, uh, you know, identity on how well he's training. I uh, sorry, indicator on how well he's training at the moment. Um, yeah, and, for sure. And as we and as I said, he always comes out pretty hard early in the season. So it will be very interesting to see how they go together. Um, one name you mentioned earlier, um, possibly sticking with him, Ben Dybel.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see Ben have a good ride. Um I mean, he, he really deserves some some results and some good opportunities. I mean, he's been he's been grinding away at it for the last ten years and it's about time he, he had his break that he deserves. He's um proven a couple of times he he should be racing at a higher level. And um yeah, I'd definitely um back him if he's on form to be um up there for a, a podium spot at the end, maybe.
0: Yeah, and he certainly seems very fit. The last time we saw him at nationals, um, he was maybe a bit stiff to miss out on some of those selections for the UniSA and Cordemont um, teams for the uh, TDU and, Her- and rather and Cadell's. But oh, I'd, I'd say I'd say this race suits him a lot better than those those ones would have, and he'll get to show himself on that on that long Falls Creek line.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. He um in my opinion he 100% should have been in the Tour Down under squad, but um it is what it is. He's um he's going to be probably been training the house down ready for to prove himself here.
0: Yeah, and he'll be riding with the St George Continental cycling team. Um you you we don't get to see too much of them um riding in Australia unfortunately because they they do this race and then they head off to, to Asia and uh, don't, don't really publicise what they're doing that well.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of good little outfit. They're, they're building up uh, the, the strength of their roster. They've taken on a few pretty decent riders for this year. I mean, they've got riders uh, such as Brody Talbot as well who on his days really strong. Um, I know Darcy L. M. Norton is, um, is one to watch for the breaks as well. Um, but yeah they've got a few riders that they don't have the depth of the team i wouldn't expect to see many of them on the final climb um but yeah just dive balls their main bloke
0: yep and i, th- well, I fully agree there um I'd, yeah i hope he can i hope he can stick with them and, and get a podium that would be great for ben and you know would really elevate him into that sort of discussion where people are talking about you know giving him giving him a a pro contract. Um,
1: yeah, I'd love to see him stick with him, but I think it's more likely that he's just going to attack at the base of the climb and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that's the best strategy given the amount of climbing, um, climbing stocks that are going to be arrayed up against him. Um, you know, there's names like, you know, uh, Jonathan Clark, as you mentioned, but also from that United Healthcare team, there's Jania uh, Acevedo. Who is, you know, a very classy climber, um, Colombian climber who does very well in the states normally, in the races. Yeah, so he I, I don't, be up there as well. I don't
1: think it's the the best idea for him either. But I still, uh, I still think he'll probably put in and dig at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, that's what we love. He, if he can show himself off the front, I mean, that would give hope for you know a, an unlikely win. But I, I would love to. I don't know i'd love to see I'd love to see him make an aggressive move, but I'd also love to see him uh finish you know an anonymous third or something like that <laughs> I and mean, then just to get his name out there a bit more,
1: yeah for sure mm.
0: anyway um who who's gonna be the leader out of that quarter team um you were saying you're saying before air, that you thought Michael Straw is really really the gun motion in there in that team at the moment um who, who's I def- gonna
1: be the leader out of them i think he's definitely got the biggest engine of the group uh to be honest i think um they'll probably decide their leader after the stage up to falls creek as well um there's well that there's four of them that can climb very well so um i i think it will be um who does the best will lead the team
0: yeah um I think, I think Lucas Hamilton is going to go the best because I'm a big Lucas Hamilton fanboy, as most people know. But obviously, uh, <laughs> Jai Hindley and Stora and Nathan Earl are probably the big names to mention mention there from that team. Um, ISOA Sports with Swellness, they probably don't have that elite climber who can really take on those guys, but they've got a very strong all-round squad who I think will be attacking, especially on the King Lake stages and the... And the Beechworth stage. Um, I, think gonna be, um, mm. I think they're going to be.
1: I think they're going to be missing Chris Harper in this race after his crash at Nationals. Um, he was on amazing form ever since Tour of Bright last year, and I think he could have been their GC rider. Um, not to be. So you're right. No, no real GC uh, rider there. But I'd um, be interested to see how um, Pat Lane and Scott Bowden go up the hill.
0: Yeah, I mean, we should say that Joe Cooper's on amazing form at the moment, and he might—he might have been a GC rider if it had been a slightly different course. But I think the really long climb up to Falls Creek probably doesn't suit him as well. Um,
1: yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's yeah. I think I think that's just down to his characteristics. It's nothing to nothing to do with his form or anything like that. It's um, just the type of rider he is, but. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him race because he's been blitzing it up in New Zealand. Um he won the nationals over there and they won the New Zealand Cycling Classic and uh he's been in top form. So mm. uh, he's one of those names to follow. And there's also the New Zealand national team coming over here. Uh filled full full of interesting riders. There's a couple of guys from OnePro over here. Uh Taylor Gunman, who's Madison Genesis, a UK team. Uh James Fouche, obviously uh Mobius, and Jason Christie, who is the 2016 national champion and was riding for um, with Kenyon Riders
1: down under. I'm not sure if he's got a new team. Have you heard if he's uh, got a new team or not? No, I've been looking out, but I haven't seen um, seen anything. So uh, you'll be interested to see who he's with this year. Uh, Sam Dobbs mm. from BMC Development is um, it's also another one to watch, but I'd say um I don't know if he'll have the best form at this time of the year. He'll probably be looking towards Europe later in the year. And uh, Hamish Shurez is... I probably pronounced his name wrong there he's a super strong rider for the breakaway as well um he's with the cycling academy team so from uh, from clean constantina so he's um he had a really good season last year actually he won um he won um a couple races over in europe um super strong on the flats probably a classics rider for the future but yeah
0: uh... yeah and taylor gumman obviously a rider we 're familiar with in australia race with um the, the then Avanti team, now Ice Away Sports. Um, Dion Smith, he's one. he's a sneaky pick for the Beechworth stage, I'd say. He, he's he got a decent kick in his legs and he can climb very well, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see him maybe maybe winning that stage. It's, um, it's yeah. a sneaky
1: little pick there. I've always uh, seen him as the rider that you don't really see in the race, but then just appears in a, a top 10 or top 5 position at the end and you sometimes wonder how he got there, but super classy rider is with Wanty group Gobert now this year after a late transfer. So I'll, yeah, we'll be, I'll be watching him as well.
0: Yep. Um, is there anyone that really jumps out at you? Obviously we've got new South Wales Institute of sport. Um, they've got, uh, pretty yeah. much their a team on the, on the start, starting line. Um, a couple of old timers with Stu Shaw and Jake Kaufman leading the young guys around. And of course your mate, Dylan Sunderland, um, yeah
1: side. that uh, that squad just uh, looks like a uh, state of matter with a new name of course um, with seven of the eleven registered riders from state of matter but uh, yeah Dylan um, Dylan was in uh, is in fine form at the moment he's climbing very well and I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see him in um, the top 10 on GC at the end of the tour yeah um, it was impressive uh, just riding, I rode around the hills in Adelaide with him at two or down under and he was uh, flying up some of those hills.
0: And I think the last one we'll have a quick look at is Aqua Blue Sport who bring a new team, a new pro continental team and they've come out to Australia and they've got a few Australians on the rosters, and uh, we in Lee Howard and Calvin Watson. Calvin Watson, of course, um, former former winner of the race. Um on different barcourse so and uh, against different competition um but can can he go well here
1: I don't I don't think so uh, at the moment um he's, he's looking pretty big at the moment um, I think he might be looking towards maybe some breaks later on in the race um as well as Peter Koenig uh from them um but yeah I think uh, they'll be looking towards the sprints with Lee Howard and uh, animating the race from the breakaways rather than um rather than going for G C they also will have um a pretty good lead out with Aaron Gate, Larry War Warbass and even Connor Dunn, who I think will be the tallest professional cyclist uh for this year.
0: Yeah, he's certainly pretty big. I think he's I think he said he was two hundred and three centimeters. Um
1: yeah, 203, 204. I think um Stein Vandenberg was the tallest last year at 1.98 metres.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, well, it's good to know that Australia is still beating the rest of the world then because we've got um, Carsten Chapman is 207 centimetres, I know, from Oliver's Real Food. So um,
1: <laughs> we've got one up on them there. Yeah, I suppose so. Get him onto a pro team, I suppose. Um, yeah,
0: and one one more rider I will um, highlight just because I hope there's a story about somebody getting mad at him um a la the Pat Shaw um Peter Kenyuk fight from last year um Alexei Tashtovich from Gazprom Rusvelo who was famously thrown out by his own team um Katusha from the Giro d'Italia um for drafting and being a bad sport and he gets in fights with people in the peloton all the time and you know it'll be interesting to see how he goes around here uh this week
1: yeah, well, if you've ever read the secret pro on cycling tips, um, he's uh, th- thrown a, a few shady words his way before as well. So maybe he'll animate it off the bike.
0: Well, yeah, I could. We could do with a bit of controversy. Um, it always livens things up to go with the uh, go with the racing. Um, okay, well, finally, we'll get down to get down to picks for the win. Uh, Marcus, time to lay it on the line. Who, who do you think is going to win it?
1: I don't like being boring, but I'm going to have to go with, um, with Furumi for this one. Probably Chavez in second, and I'm going to throw in Diabol for third. Um, yep. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I really can't go away from that too much. Um, can I, is it possible to spin a scenario where, for some reason, um, it ends up that a large, dangerous break ends up taking the win?
1: I mean, sure. If all of Team Sky get off the front together, it could happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose it's a possibility. Um, yeah, I can't see. I can't see any teams. I can't see any riders staying close enough on that first Falls Creek stage for it to be really dangerous um, later in the race. I, I'm, I'm going to go with sentimentality and say Ben DiBelle takes the win because I'm a big softy at heart. And I'll have Freeman second with Chavez third there. <laughs> it's incredibly hard for this to happen because even if Diable does win that um Falls Creek stage, he's then gotta defend it with his team um for the rest of the race and they're not
1: the strongest team in the race. Oh, I'm just surprised you didn't put Lucas Hamilton in for second. Uh you like to talk him up as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, true enough. Um I'll I'll find I'll find a spot for him somewhere eventually, but um I would I'd say he's looking he's looking further down the line as well, Lucas. He's got a he's got his whole season planned out ahead of him, whereas Dyball's thinking I've got, you know, this is one of my last. This is races. It. Yeah. Yeah, it,
1: it it is. Um they might have okay. races like two of Japan, but yeah, this will be the biggest one for them of the year.
0: Yeah, a powerful motivator, um, desperation. So hopefully he does really well here and um we see something more from him in, in the future. Uh okay, Marcus. Um Thanks for thanks for joining us um are you in, are you looking forward to one to any particular part of the race in in particular
1: but uh, probably just the falls creek stage is the main the main one and then king lake will be interesting but um yeah i'm pretty pretty interested to see uh how falls goes
0: okay um well yeah i'd I'd back that up but i'm also interested to the king lake stage i mean i'm not familiar with king lake um all the all the melbourne uh, all the Melbourne writers talk about it and um, say that it's going to be a great stage. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes, replacing the rather iconic Arthur's seat climb, which had really become, you know, part of the, part of the, part of the furniture really at the tour. Yeah. Uh, the
1: Herald Sun tour. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing that stage back in the future, but um, I suppose the, the King Lake stage is the only one they have live on TV um, at uh, one o'clock on SBS. So. Yeah, be good to check that one out live.
0: Indeed. Um, as I am occasionally employed by SPS, I should be pr- promoting them a bit more. So, yes, thank you for that, Marcus. Um, it, it should be a very attacking stage as well. So, it will be probably the best stage to watch, I'd say. Um, and hopefully, it produces some really good racing. Okay, Marcus, thanks for joining us. Um, okay, bye. Cheers.